What is a rebel babe? A rebel babe doesn't care about the status quo. She does what she wants and what she believes she's called to do. She is strong, but soft when she needs to be. She feels fear, but keeps moving forward. She believes her mind and body are her greatest assets, so she does her best to take care of herself. She finds peace in the gym, the track, the mat, or anywhere she's able to show herself what her body can do. A rebel babe builds up and lights the way for others, knowing she will leave this planet better than she found it. Welcome to the Rebel Babe Cave. Hey guys, welcome to the show where we talk to awesome women in the health and fitness world who always keep it real. If you don't know me, I'm Crystal Rose and I'm so grateful you guys are here with me today. So we're in the swing of the new year and a lot of people are just moving full speed ahead towards their goals with like this kind of energy and motivation that only the new year can bring. It's like that magic calendar flip fairy dust that gives us like this nice slap in the ass but really only lasts for so long. So I want to ask you this, whether you set actual resolutions, goals, or just choose words for the year, do you truly resolve to change? Did you map out a plan to reach these goals or these milestones? Did you consider what your plan might be when the motivation fades and you're left with all the usual stressors and unexpected life things that, you know, it likes to toss your way? Or did you basically make a wish list? You know, it's easy to ride that near wave until it fizzles, but then where does that leave you? And most of the time it sneaks up on us, you know, an excuse here, an event or party there. And before we know it, it's February or March and we're right back where we were. And not only that, but we usually feel terrible about ourselves for slipping up and we beat ourselves up, which is never productive, by the way. You know, if anything, it creates a bigger and bigger hole for us to dig out of. And then what? So we wait again until the following January 1st? No. How can you avoid that this year? How can you avoid that this year? Don't be afraid to slow down and really think about what you want and how you plan to get there and stay there. You know, make a plan. Keep showing up even when you don't want to. If you can push through that tough spot, it gets a lot easier on the other side. And also, you know, consider what your original plan was. I know so many people that thought it was a brilliant idea to cut something major from their diet this year and will likely start to feel the pinch of that decision because usually that's just not sustainable. So maybe instead of throwing in the towel when it gets too hard, you start to look at other options. Maybe you said you would go to the gym six days a week, but three seems far more practical. You know, there's nothing wrong with adjusting your method and maybe you believe you won't get there as fast, but it's far faster than falling off completely, right? As always, just feel free to hit up my DMs on Instagram at Rose X-T-A-L-R-O-S-E. And I'm happy to give you guys a word or two of advice if you are worried about getting to that spot or if you're already feeling that pinch. Today's episode is brought to you by Rebellia. Do you struggle to find clothes that fit your muscles and curves? Are most bottoms too small in your butt and thighs, but too big at your waist? Do shirts squeeze your arms and back, but they're too big everywhere else? Do you live in your gym clothes because you hate the hassle of shopping for regular clothes or dread having to buy a dress for an event? Oh, we've got you, girl. Rebellia is the first online boutique to offer stylish, on-trend clothes to women with muscles and curves. 
We make online shopping easy by hand measuring each piece and creating super accurate size charts. We take the misery out of shopping and make it so you will feel amazing in everything you buy. Check us out at rebelliaclothing.com, R-E-B-E-L-L-I-A clothing.com. This week's guest is a friend of mine and a small business owner I am just so super proud of. You know, it's been really cool to watch her grow throughout the process of launching her business. I love everything she stands for, and I think you guys will love her too. Becky Peavy is a former police officer and the owner and co-founder of Muveo Fitco. Founded in 2018, Muveo Fitco is home of the original printed booty bands, yoga mats, and sliders. Through Muveo, Becky has created a community where women and men of all shapes and sizes and fitness levels have a home. Becky is a wife, entrepreneur, a dog mom, and traveling gypsy. Becky Peavy, welcome to the Rebel Babe Cave. Thank you so much for having me. It's a party. (laughs) With water. (laughs) It's a water party. So you are no stranger to the Babe Cave. You've been around for a while. So as you know, when we get started, we start out with goals, gratitude, and badassery. And you're kind of like the first, you're the first person to do it this year besides me. So that's pretty exciting. Wow. No pressure, right? No pressure. (laughs) Let's hear it. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll start with goals because that's on everybody's mind right now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, one of my goals is definitely for my company. It's very important to me to put out valuable content. And that means I have to get in front of the camera. And, (laughs) you know, I've struggled with that for a long time. So it is my goal to release video content, especially workout content every week this year. So that's what we're going with. And then, yeah. And then my gratitude is, well, you know, you have to be grateful every day, right? So Today, I'm grateful for my friend who showed up and provided me with a ton of humor while we were filming that workout video. So it kind of took some of the pressure off of me. And then we'll just tie the badassery into that as well. And, you know, it's pretty badass that actually getting in front of the camera, if I do say so myself. I think you and I have kind of, we're similar in that respect. We're very resistant to getting at the front of our brand because I know I feel I'm like, this isn't about me. It's not about me. It's about like everyone else I want to help. But at the end of the day, people kind of, they relate to you or they connect, you know, they connect to a person rather than just a logo. So tell me a little bit about that. (laughs) Yeah. And you're so right. I mean, people want to see what's behind the brand. I love following, uh, can I name drop here? Yeah, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Awesome. I love following like Sarah Blakely and watching her everyday life. You know, what does a billionaire do? Oh, she goes to Orange Theory in the morning. (laughs) Imagine that, you know. (laughs) Maybe Um, I can start going to Orange Theory. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And Emily Frazella is another one that I love to just look inside her life. She's a female entrepreneur and I just love to see what she's doing on a day-to-day basis. So I try to keep that in mind when I'm like, oh, nobody wants to see what I'm doing. But you know what? There could be somebody out there who is interested in starting their own business or, you know, interested in fitness, but they don't know where to start and they may find my life interesting. It's hard to believe, but somebody may. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I feel the same way. I'm like, I'm so boring. I like 
wear my leggings and my hoodie uniform every single day. And I'm just sitting at my computer working or, you know, like trying to keep my dogs from fucking up my whole house. So like, exactly. <laughs> like there's not a lot of amazingness going on here, but there are people who, you know, I'll just take like a mirror selfie of my story and they'll be like, where'd you get those shoes? I'm like, what? Dude, I live for your mirror selfies <laughs> and your Tuesday try-ons. I love those. <laughs> we, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, it has. <laughs> we got those in. The, the holiday season was insane for us. So we, yeah, we didn't really get a whole lot of those in. But tell me about Muveo. I don't really like to do the whole tell me your story. Like, I don't want your whole story. But like, I do want to hear more about like, what was the motivation behind Moveo? Because obviously, in the space, there's like a bazillion people out there who are pushing their their booty bands and, you know, mm-hmm. yoga mats, like it's not really necessarily reinventing the wheel. Right. So like, tell me a little bit about like, what was your inspiration behind starting it? And, like, why were you like, okay, we need to do this? Yeah, true. Well, I always say we didn't invent the yoga mat, we just made it better, you know, so, so it all started with a broken back. Actually, I was an endurance runner training to run a really big race and going to the chiropractor twice a week, because I was training with a 20 pound weight vest on and it was really just jacking up my muscles and my spine and I wanted to make sure I kept my spinal health up and I left one adjustment one day with a two thirds fractured spine and a herniated disc from the fracture. So that completely changed my life. I went from overactive to sedentary within one snap of my spine. And I found myself walking a path I'd never been down. Actually, I wasn't walking at all. (laughs) I found myself laying in bed. And that brought a whole new darkness to my life. And I just needed something to bring me joy. And Christmas brings me joy. And yoga was about the only thing I could do. And so I reached out to my now business partner and I asked her to design a Christmas yoga mat for me. And from there, our minds just kind of exploded as to what else we would put on a yoga mat to help spread joy in the fitness community because fitness can be rather stuffy and stuck up. And there's so many critics. If you post a a video, it's, you know, people jumping on talking about your form or, you know, you don't get any encouragement, right? right? So I thought this would be something that we could do just to help you know, brighten up people's fitness lives. I love it. I love it. I actually, you guys, I have a Muveo mat. It has unicorns on it. So obviously I had to get it. <laughs> and it's actually a really amazing mat. It's like thick and the top of it has, I'm not going to say I'm going to fuck this up, has like, was it like microfiber or something? So you're yeah. not like slipping around on it. It's like a legit mat. My husband actually borrowed it for a yoga class. <laughs> Oh, awesome. <laughs> he like marched right on in. <laughs> marched right on in with a unicorn yoga mat. So amazing, amazing products that you have. Yeah, thank you. So being in the fitness world for a long time prior to my injury, I had used every product, done every class, every style of workout. I was a fitness junkie, right? So I knew that I didn't want to just put out some cheap PVC mat. I wanted it to be super high quality. And our mats can stand against, you know, the top 
mats out there, but we're at a reasonable price point because we wanted fitness to be available to everybody. And we didn't want, you know, the price point to steer people away from our brand. But yeah, it's a microfiber suede top that's non-slip. And then we have an all natural tree rubber backing. But the best part about it is they are machine washable. So you can literally take them with you anywhere, put them on any surface. I've had mine in a waterfall for a photo shoot (laughs) and they're still, you know, you can just wash them and keep using them. That's awesome. You're like, and I didn't fall off the waterfall. (laughs) I did not. So like, let's, let's back it up to you, you breaking your back. Cause I think that there are a lot of women who go through injuries that they're just like, it's so hard to get out of that mental hole of, I was in this place and I was amazing or I was accomplishing all these things to I'm here and now I feel like I'm being betrayed by my body in a sense and I can't forgive myself for letting this happen even though it, you know, could have just been a freak thing. So like mentally, how did you take yourself through that or how, you know, obviously the the joy and with that, but I want to hear that mental spot because I think that so many women get stuck there. Yeah, well, it was an ugly process. I'll tell you that it wasn't pretty. And it was a long time. I felt sorry for myself for a long time. And looking back on it now, I realized I was asking the wrong questions. I was asking, why me? Why is this happening to me? Why am I not getting better? Why can't I even do yoga when I should have been asking, okay, what is this teaching me? Where is this going to take me? How can I use this experience to help others. And I see that now. Um, It's hard to do when you're there for sure. Yeah, it really is. And Selena Gomez says it best. I had to lose me to find me. So I really had to lose that person I was. I was chasing perfection back then. Prior to my injury, I was chasing perfection. I had body dysmorphia. I never was good enough. I never looked good enough. It was always the next diet, the next new thing. And I lost all of that when I broke my back. And and I'm actually very grateful for that because now I kind of joke, tell my husband I have reverse body dysmorphia because I'm like, oh, well, I don't look that bad, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but, but no, in all honesty, I had to walk that path that I went down to get to where I am today. So I just decided one day, this is enough. I'm going to change and I'm going to get better. And it was just a decision. I mean, that's really what it came down to. I changed my mindset and I made a decision that I was just going to try. That's amazing. Mindset is everything. It's actually like, that's my biggest goal this year is to master my mindset because I went to Tony Robbins. (laughs) And if you've ever been to a Tony Robbins seminar, like your entire life gets flipped upside down and you look, you know, you have everything that you're looking at in your life and like, how can I make it better? And something you said reminded me of that. He says, you know, life is not happening to you, it's happening for you. And so when you're able to take that mental shift and ask yourself really like, what is this gift that life is giving me right now? It sucks. And it's shitty. And I hate everything about it right now. But you know, what is this gift that I'm getting that I can give to others? Because ultimately, that's why we're all here, I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, when I was going through that, fitness it was ingrained in me. It was what I looked forward to every day. It was who I was. And then I lost all of it with my injury. So essentially, I didn't know who I was anymore. And then weight gain came with my injury. And then I would look in the mirror, and I didn't recognize myself. And so that's what was hardest for me 
was just not knowing who I am or where I'm going or what I'm doing or who's staring back at me in the mirror. And when I felt on my lowest days, when I felt like that, I thought, I never want anybody to feel like this. And if I can help somebody out of this, then I want to. So that's honestly the mission for our products is if you're feeling down, you're not comfortable going to the gym, then we have products that are fun. They're high quality products and you can use them anywhere. So if you want to work out, I did a lot of my workouts outside because I love nature. I'm sure, you know, I'm always hiking or outside. And so that's where I was most comfortable. So I started just doing stuff outside with our products. I think it's such an important point. I think when you get, when you start getting into fitness, you know, there's, there's like this leap you have to make when you, for me personally, I was yo-yo dieting forever. And then when I actually learned about actual fitness, not just endlessly running on the treadmill to lose weight, and I started lifting and I started learning about food, you know, then you swing, the pendulum goes in the opposite direction and you're obsessed. And I think a lot of the times you have to be obsessed in order to like stick with it and keep going. And, you know, it becomes your life and your identity. And then whether something happens like with you, you know, when you hurt yourself, or maybe you just wake up one day and you look at your Instagram and you're like, I'm just a fitness person, you know, or (laughs) why am I only showing like, I'm so much more than just fitness, but this is what my entire identity has become. And it's, it's hard to, I think, bust out of that for a lot of us. And I'm seeing a shift. I don't know if you're noticing because, you know, I think we've been around a while and following a lot of the same people. I'm noticing a shift with like these hardcore fitness people, like these fitspos, you know, that are like toning it down. And they're not just, they're not just fitnessing anymore. They're traveling and they're, they're showing other hobbies and stuff that they're into. And they're kind of, you know, leveling out, I feel like. I don't know if you know. Well, yeah, I have. And also fitness can be so shallow, right? Yeah. And honestly, it's one of those things where fitness is just a part of my life. And honestly, it's one of the best parts of my life because when I'm active, I'm feeling my best. So I love that these fitspos are showing more to their life than just fitness because I got caught in the trap where you're not performing in the fitness world unless you're following a program, you have a set schedule, you don't miss a workout, you do a certain number of reps with a certain number of sets. And it's not true, really. It's just about movement. Oh, I know. Yeah. Well, no, I never competed because, you know, like I said, I had body dysmorphia. So I was like, I can't put on a bikini. (laughs) But, but yeah, so I'm glad that we're seeing a shift in the industry where it's not so rigid and it's more about enjoying life. Yeah. I think that's so important. It's so important. And how can you not enjoy life when you have pizzas all over your yoga mat? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We're like, it's funny though, because whenever I talk to someone who owns a business, I want to talk about your business because, you know, I'm like, I love what you're doing. Otherwise, I wouldn't want to talk to you. So I think it's so funny. It's like, shameless plug, shameless plug, shameless plug. That's true. <laughs> Maveo. <laughs> I don't care because I mean, I think it's great. I love, I love what you're doing and I love your stuff. So tell me a little bit about being a police officer, if you don't mind digging into that a little bit. Like, were you, were you like on the street knocking dudes out? Like, or were you like, awesome. Oh. So I did patrol and honestly, it feels like another lifetime ago because it was so long ago. My original plan was to get local law enforcement experience, go to law school and then go into the FBI. And then I met my husband and we got married when I was a police officer and he 
as you know, builds hospitals, which takes us all around the United States. And we couldn't have the FBI telling me where to go and then his job telling him where to go. And so in the long term, it when we looked at our future, we decided that his career would take us further than my FBI career. So that's the one we opted for. So I just would pick up random jobs wherever we moved. <laughs> I mean, I've done everything from I managed an old Navy. I managed a bakery. I was, believe it or not, a chiropractor's assistant. I ran the front desk, just all kinds of stuff, just trying to find my way until finally, you know, and I've always wanted to open my own business. I looked more into franchising than anything else, but with the moves every nine to 36 months, you know, you can't really franchise. So that's when Maveo started. I had actually decided I was going to stop moving around with my husband, not get divorced. I was just <laughs> going to stay stable. And I was trying to open a cycle studio and it fell through. And I say that's when I found the trap door to rock bottom because that was the only hope I had for my future was the cycle studio. And when that fell through, I thought I was hopeless. And that's when my business partner was like, we had the idea of Maveo for a year at that time. And she was like, let's just do it. Let's just move forward with it. And so it all, it all worked out in perfect timing and the way it was supposed to. It usually does not the way we want it to always or the way we plan. Well, especially because I'm a control freak and I'm, I know you probably are too. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that's not how I would have expected it to work out, but I'm glad it did. Oh, I'm so much more chill now. There's, you know, I think being a business owner, you get kicked in the mouth so many times that you're like, you know, I like it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, you kind of have to. <laughs> or else you'll never survive. Yeah, you just have to kind of be like, well, that didn't sting as bad as the last time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So you made this huge change, basically, and I don't want to say like for a guy, but like for a guy, you know, basically for, so you guys had this like future together. And obviously, if you wanted to be, you know, be together, then you had to make that decision to not go forth with your FBI career. So like, was there any like resentment going on in there? Or did you? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tons. I mean, the first five years of marriage were awful, right? I, I don't care what anybody says. There's no honeymoon period. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, honestly, I'm such a strong personality. I probably would struggle with any any marriage, honestly, because I'm so independent. So having to sacrifice and I have sacrificed multiple times, not just, you know, giving up the law enforcement career, but you know, we, we move, we've moved 12 times in 14 years and that's 12 sacrifices. Right. So yeah, yeah, there are many times where I throw it in his face. (laughs) I do all this for you, But, but you know, we are both career oriented. We're both goal oriented. So I respect the grind for him, you know, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Honestly, I, I told him the other day I require success from you. So, <laughs> so I guess I have to do my part to support him. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. I'm very similar with my husband. Just like having, you know, it's important to be with someone who has goals. Like when you're ambitious and you have goals and as a woman, it's hard to not, you know be with someone who doesn't. Yeah, exactly. You're carrying them around, you know. But you know, can we just talk about that? Can we just hit on that for a minute? Yeah. Like yeah. when we're focused on success, right? And success for people means something different to everybody. But obviously, when we think of success, the first thing we think about is money. Right. 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 So people think that we. Some people think that we're just chasing money. 
And that is so frustrating to me when people think that I'm greedy and just chasing money because I want to be successful. So I didn't know, have you ever come across like friends that think you're Uh just being greedy because you want success? Well, I think it's, I've been surrounding myself mostly with other business owners. So I don't really feel that from like a friendship perspective, but I do, you know, as being a business owner and, you know, we got to keep the lights on and whatnot, you know, people will make comments about prices and stuff like that. Which, you know, I mean, if you want Amazon prices, go shop at Amazon or TJ Maxx. Like I'm not for you, but I had Nicole Walters on here and we were talking about money. She has a quote, I don't do free. And I asked her to expand on that because that's like a big, a bold statement, you know, these days to say, because it automatically people are like, oh, greedy, you know, but she's like, no, like I need to be compensated for my gifts and I'm giving gifts to other people and it costs money. You know, I mean, and that's, that is what it is. And you can't feed the homeless if you're homeless, right? So (laughs) that's right. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think that money is a subject that most people have like not a violent reaction to, but like a strong reaction to. And most of us, you know, growing up, however we grew up, have this like mindset of money where if this person has a lot of money, they're bad, they're evil. And it's money is so often associated with greed when that is just not the case. I mean, there are people who have tons of money who are very giving and generous. And, you know, there are people who have tons of money who are greedy bastards, like, you know, like Ebenezer Scrooge type. So I hate seeing out there on the internet that people posting their opinions on people with money. Because not only do I get that, you know, because I do want to be successful financially, like I think you should be financially compensated, rewarded for your hard work, especially when you're an entrepreneur, because you're working endless, endless hours and getting paid like, you know, two cents an hour. (laughs) Wait, you're getting paid? (laughs) I know, right? I'm not. (laughs) If anything, especially, you know, in the beginning. And so, so that is my like first reaction to that. But then my second is, I feel bad for them because that person is never going to have the financial stability or financial success that they hate other people having. That's right. Because you, what you focus on expands. So if you have a negative mindset about money, you're going to push money away. And if I see other people, you know, swimming in in swimming pools of cash, I'm like, yes. Me too. Tell me your ways because I'm right behind you. (laughs) Swim on girls, swim on, throw that money in the air. Because if I'm happy for you being successful, then I'm going to attract some of that myself. So I definitely, I love and I hate the subject of money just because I think that it's so polarizing and it's so like almost taboo and God forbid you be a woman and want to make lots of money. That's right. Well, you know, like I said, my idols, my business idols, Sarah Blakely, Emily Frazella, Oprah, I love them all. (laughs) Yeah. And they all have one thing in common. (laughs) (laughs) Well, probably a lot more than one. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But I mean, being financially successful is not wrong. It's not bad. It doesn't make you greedy for wanting it. I think more women should want it for themselves and not having to justify it. Like if you know you're a decent person or if you know, someone else is a decent person, like money isn't going to change you. It magnifies who you already are. So if you know, someone is a good person, obviously they're going to do good things with their money. And if they want to go on friggin' vacation and do stuff with it by all means. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I actually, I have to separate because I am a very generous person. So going back to the, I don't do free comment in my personal life, I do a lot of free, you know, Mm -hmm. I love to give, I love to give gifts. So I honestly have to make an effort to separate personal and business because if I don't, like, I'm not going to make any money. I would give everybody all my products. So there is, you do have to navigate this line when you are an entrepreneur as to, okay, what am I going to do in the business world? And what am I going to do in my personal world? And I'm not going to change my heart for Mm -hmm. business, but then there are some things that aren't going to work in business, which is giving everything away. Yeah. I totally get that. You can't. (laughs) And even, yeah. And even in, you know, your personal life, if you don't have the means to do it, like it's hard to give, you know, I mean, it's hard to give what you don't have. And it's great. It's all great and all if people are going to give the shirt off their back and that's all they have. But like, you got to take care of yourself. Yeah, for sure. But I think being a giving person and having a business is going to make you more successful anyways, because people know, you know, people know who you are. Your people know who you are. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm just like, oh, you think I'm greedy? Cool. I had someone actually, someone who had publicly admired me for a long time. And we just got into a conversation about something. And I think she was so bent on her own personal situation that she was projecting it on me and making assumptions about my financial status and, and all of that. And she was very, very wrong. And I just had to be like, look, girlfriend, like, I'm sorry that you're going through something because clearly you are, but like, that's not my problem and you don't know what you're talking about. So take a seat. (laughs) Right. But then you have these other people who, and there's nothing against, you know, some of these organizations that people join and they sell their products and then they literally post their paychecks that they're making and come join my team and this can be you. And then money's celebrated, right? (laughs) It's like, wait, right. What are, where are we going with this here? You know, that's marketing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, for them to post their paychecks, but you know, for us to chase success. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, and that's, it's part of the culture. I think like MLMs, you know, they're, they're based on getting people to join so you can make more money you know, you have your upline and selling things. And so it's very sales focused and very like recruiting focused. So, you know, posting that money you're triggering that part in other people that says, I want that. I yeah. want that. I want to make that, you know, no one, you know, when you're an entrepreneur and you're in, you know, you're in your first year two, three, if I posted what I made in a year, people would be like, um, I don't want that. Right. <laughs> Maybe we should. Where I'm finding that as we grow, I'm finding that more people are seeing our products and, and what we're running into is some copycat products, you know, which is to be expected because peaches on a booty band are freaking amazing. Right. (laughs) And I can say that because it was my idea. Um, But, you know, I think what I told somebody the other day is what they don't see is that business takes time, money, and patience. Mm -hmm. Right. And if you don't have all three, then it's never going to work. Right. And especially patients, right? Yeah, mainly so, patients. <laughs> mainly patients. <laughs> it's really difficult because we live in a society of instant gratification, right? I'm guilty of that too. But this building a business is, well, some people actually do hit it off immediately, oh, which great for them. But then there's some people who, you know, years in, we're still 
we're still grinding and, and working hard and you just have to be prepared when you go into business that there's a lot of ups and there's for every single up you have, there's probably about two or three downs, I would say, but it's still worth it. Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. You know, the whole grind thing. I mean, we've come across, we probably have like three or four, I don't want to call them copycats, but copycats, you know, like people who are like, oh, you're doing, you have, you know, clothes for chicks and muscles, strong girls, like I want to do that too. Or what a great idea. And then they do it. And I just kind of like, for me personally, like staying in your own lane is probably one of the best, (laughs) best pieces of advice like anyone's ever given me because I can't worry about those people. And also like there is enough sunshine for everyone. And so maybe someone doesn't like what I have to offer and they like what this other person has to offer or vice versa, or maybe they shop at both places. You know, I mean, who even knows at this point? Right. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I'm not intimidated by anybody who's come behind me and put a peach on a booty band. Um, (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) But it is frustrating, you know, when you have ideas, original ideas. And then when you're trying to grow the idea, somebody comes behind you and they're bigger than you and Mm -hmm. they do the same thing. But, you know, it's all part of all part of the business world, right? Right. Yeah. I think it's hard when they're bigger than you too. Cause you're like, wow, I've been killing myself here and I'm teeny tiny. And like, you're already like huge. And like, you just turned around and decided to like do this thing. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's hard not to be, you know, get that, get in that scarcity mindset and be like, Oh, you know, what if everyone abandons me to like go over here? You know, it's, or she has more people or whatever. It's, it's hard to not fall into that. I think. Right. But we're also mission focused with Maveo. So it's not just about selling booty bands. It's about, you know, bringing joy to people, finding the people that are no longer in love with fitness because of how stuffy and stuck up it's become. And they just want to have fun and move. So those are our people. Yeah. Like you said, there's enough sunshine for everybody and we will all find it. You know who your people are and that's the most important part. Tell me a little bit a bit about, because I know that you work with Make-A-Wish, right? Yes. Like, tell me a little bit about that. Yes. So I love Make-A-Wish. They're an awesome organization. I've met some of the best people through them, but I am a volunteer wish grantor. So what I do is I go out to the family's home and I meet with the kid and we come up with their wish. So they give us three choices of what they want to do. And then I submit the paperwork to the chapter and then they're assigned a wish coordinator. And then I just become the liaison between the coordinator and the family until the child goes on the wish. And then it's up to me to send them off. So of course, you know, I have to way overdo all of it. (laughs) I have an awesome friends and family who's our support system for me when it comes to wish granting. So anytime I say I need money for that, like the donations just come flowing in so I can just go way over the top for these kids. It's so fun. Man, you want to change your life, volunteer for Make-A-Wish. Those kids do so much for me in terms of gratitude, you know? Like, it's just crazy how strong they are and how happy they are. And they're fighting the biggest battle of their life. And yeah, I, I get so much more from them. I hate to say it. That sounds kind of selfish. But I get so much more from the kids than they could ever get from me. 
I think that's pretty standard of volunteering. I think a lot of times when you volunteer, you expect like you're going to help all these people, you know, and then at the end of the day, you're like, holy shit, like you, you changed me. Like I thought I was going to pat myself on the back and be like a job volunteering, you know, when in reality, it's like, no, you changed me. And I think that's amazing though. I don't think it's, I think more people should experience that for sure. Yeah, I agree. And I'm going to shameless plug make a wish. (laughs) (laughs) No wish is too big. So if you're ever looking to donate to an organization, they are amazing. And I've seen where their dollars go. And they don't waste them. That's for sure. So great. So in closing, give me a quote. I want to know like something you're either like feeling right now or like a quote that you live by that just put you on the spot for a quote. Yeah, well, one of my favorite quotes, and I'm going to butcher it right now, but essentially it's, you're not put here for yourself, but for others. And I really try to remember that what I'm doing is not for me, it's for others in anything that I do. Because, you know, the quickest way to make yourself feel better about yourself is to do something for somebody else. So I try to keep that in the forefront of my mind daily. I love that. I think more people should have that philosophy. Thank you so much. For doing this today. I know I kind of <laughs> dragged you on in, but I love yeah. it. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Hopefully you don't have to do too many edits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. See you later. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Rebel Babe Cave. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to subscribe and we'd love it if you left a review. See you next week.